curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're in Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're in Sales podcast. The So You're in Sales podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy, let us show you how. Now, on with the show. Many among us, myself included, are being forced to reimagine the ways that some parts of our business are being delivered. Steve Ziskowski, who was my guest on episode 58, is one of a set of guests who have come on to this show over the course of the history of the program and spoke about how they were able to come back from complete ruin, reimagine their lives and their businesses in ways that would not only allow them to be successful for the future and beyond, but also do so in a way that was a reflection of the way that they wanted to lead their lives. I think many of us are in that moment these days as we're forcing ourselves to have that discussion about reconsidering and reimagining the way that we go about doing what it is to get money. And so I thought Steve would be a really great guest to bring back onto the program because in 2020 and as a result of what happened with COVID and the resulting shelter in place orders, Steve's business had to be completely reimagined and 100% taken online in an environment where he wasn't entirely certain that the membership and the participants in the organization would have the ability or the desire to make that migration with him onto an all online platform. It's a really fascinating discussion and it's a nice dovetail from the original conversation that Steve and I had way back in September of 2019. It's incredible to think how much had changed in just that short period of time and our ability to really unpack what's going on. I hope you find this to be an interesting conversation. Give it a listen. So I don't know if you know this, but you are one of the most listened to episodes in the So You're in Sales canon. That's awesome. I'm going to keep promoting it, man. So it's great to get a, a chance now to tell the next part of the story, right? Because boy, what a story part one was. <laughs> and when you come up in conversation with me, I most frequently reference 
sitting there watching you tell the story in that room the first time you told it. And I'll never forget that day. But what's poignant about that is since that day to today, our relationship has blossomed so amazingly and we know so much more about one another and we both got kicked in the teeth with COVID again, right? Mm -hmm. In ways that each of those could be its own podcast episode if we sat down and investigated what happened to Social Good Promotions, what happened to CirrusNet as a result of COVID. But what you and I both have agreed is that that doesn't freaking matter. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's not really the point here. And I would even think of it more as, as not being kicked in the teeth, but more being blindsided. Yeah. Uh, because to be kicked in the teeth is to, to think you're injured. And, and I don't think I was injured from it, but I was just like everybody else, taken off balance. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always prepare for the worst with the intentions of the best outcome. Yeah, right? you, you Boy Scout. So um, <laughs> for the uninitiated, what, do, what does Steve Ziskowski do to make money? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I hold a space, a real great place where people can come together locally different business professionals, you know, estate planning attorneys, website designers, promotional products people, you name it, anybody who's a local business owner that really wants to uh, be an impact person in their own community, to know people, to feel that that connection, uh, but also, believe it or not, really wants to grow their business, right, and, and align themselves with people who are like-minded that always reach a little further in life, kind of the overachievers. So I, um, I facilitate small business referral team meetings for a living. So I do it in uh, Brighton, Ann Arbor, and Canton. Next year will be my 13th year doing it. Um, the business groups that I run have collectively passed over 70,000 referrals now. We haven't slowed down in the pandemic. And uh, so that's what I do for a living. And I've done it usually in person. This, I was an in-person, hands-on, give me a hug, give me a high five business since the invention of it. Since the invention of it. Since the invention of it. And had never known another way because I had been involved in other referral organizations before I did CirrusNet, and they were all in person as well, too. Right. So um, I remember the the kind of the orders and rumors and people whispering, hey, the governor's going to close everything down. This is getting really bad. People are falling over dead in the street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was running the meetings until the very end. Like I had one meeting where out of, you know, 28 members, you know, five or six showed up because the others were already, you know, too apprehensive of being around other people. I was there. Um, until I couldn't run meetings anymore, until every place that I was running my meetings out of could no longer make their space open for meetings. Um, so once I found out that was going to happen, um, that threw a little crink uh, in my plans. And uh, so I, I thought to myself immediately, well, I better get darn good at doing this online because that's the only way that I can think of of keeping people together. And if there's anything people are going to need more than ever right now, it's to stay together, to right. stay connected. Right. So that's been my mission since day one. So my mission didn't change at all, even though I was blindsided. Right. <laughs> Got the wind knocked out of me. Right. Um, but uh, you and I have talked about this, you know, through challenging times when your back is really against the wall, when you've been blindsided, when, when you're forced to innovate, when you're forced to be more creative, to see what else you can do. How else can you do your business? 
when you really are analyzing it because your back's against the wall, you're looking, I think, much deeper at it, right? Um, so, so we've, we've grown um, the groups during the, the pandemic. Um, people do miss seeing each other, of course, because we have great affection for each other. But um, it's really interesting, you know, using the online technology, which originally was created for people to communicate over vast distances, right? right. So, and now we're using online technology to communicate over short distances. Yep. And so then it also tells a person, you know, if this is the way that I'm going to be interacting with people, how can I be most effective now in a little box? Yep. That's correct. <laughs> how can I be most effective in that little box? And then, you know, you have to rethink through all your processes, everything, everything. And um, so for some business people in the groups, it didn't slow them down at all. I, I have a lot of people in my groups that I consider to be overachievers and growth mindset people like me. You know, you you know, you could be taken by surprise, but, you know, you've got a head on your shoulders. You'll find a way out of it. And, and there are people that, you know, they're doing trust builders either online. Uh, trust builders are, you know, when our members meet one on one outside of these meetings to get a better feel for each other and how they can grow together. Yeah, they're very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So, but everything's changed being online and, uh, you know, my business model completely changed and I always wanted to figure out, you know, how could I run my business meetings, um, but maybe from another country sometime, you know, if I wanted to eventually leave Michigan for three or four months out of the year, how could I keep my teams together from a distance? Right. And I could never really find the answer to that. Um, so now the answer was right there before me. So I knew that people would respect and appreciate if I could give them the same sorts of things that they were getting coming to an in-person meeting, uh, all the same points, all the, that ran the same way that they would at least have that sense of familiarity in a unfamiliar world. Because mm -hmm. for a lot of people, this is the first time they ever been on Zoom. Yeah. They learned about it through CirrusNet. Right. Now they had a reason to try it, right? That's <laughs> totally true. I mean, you, 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 your, your community collectively looked at one another and said, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" I would have charged money for the things that I gave away for free to CirrusNet during COVID because it was important to me that the people that I shared this with don't fail. I didn't want to see anybody fail. Oh, and, yeah. and so I was willing to give away my intellectual property to people to help make that be the case. And I was not the only person doing that. It was pervasive. And I think what I've seen in this transition is when we have those rare opportunities to get together, the energy in the group is absurd. Oh, it's sure. off the charts. For sure. When we had the summer event mm -hmm. where we had everyone networking, no one wanted to leave. Everyone was so happy to like finally have this chance to be in person. So by creating a forum online that gives you that comfort and flexibility to know that I'm not getting to see people a lot. So I'm powered by those interactions. And when I'm robbed of them, CirrusNet became like my respite. Like at least I know once a week for an hour, I'm going to get six to 20 of my friends and a couple guests that are going to get together and we're going to 
have some semblance of normalcy, even if it wasn't something we were doing in person. That's right. right. That's right. And the same thing. So it's it's really interesting. I see a lot of parallels to doing it online. I, I'm you know seeing things happening. Uh, one of the things that I used to love hearing when somebody would visit a group in person, from time to time, it would be very common to hear somebody say, "Wow, I could really feel you know the great energy in this room. Like these people are really present." Right? They're not here just you know, rolling their eyes or anything, but they're actually present. Um, they're paying attention to each other. I'm hearing and seeing evidence of supporting each other in this environment. So, yeah, I'm glad I came. I'm excited about what I saw today. I felt good about what I saw today. I yeah. hear that quite often for the in-person meetings. And I wasn't, I wasn't sure like what kind of feedback I would get from guests, but I would ask because I asked at the in-person meetings. I asked at the online meetings. So... <laughs> what was your most positive takeaway from today? I asked that from every visitor. Yep. And the comments are the exact same. <laughs> like I can really tell this is a, a tight knit group that really supports each other. This is kind of what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like the Sam, that, that Green Eggs and Ham book. Remember Green Eggs and sure. Ham? It's like, you know, for the longest time, this person through the whole book is poo-pooing. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Right. You know, but this person keeps showing it off and showing it off and saying, look, there's, there's value here, right? <laughs> but when that, when that person finally opens it up a little bit and they give it a chance. Yeah. So like, so what I discovered was I spent a lot of time driving around all over the place. Yeah. There's a lot of fatigue from driving all over the place. You get, you know, putting more mileage on your cars, you get to the fender bender, whatever it is, driving adds a whole nother layer of inefficiency yep. to your life. Um, and so I, you know, I found all this extra free time that I had to, that I can redeploy into outbound, that I can redeploy into deepening relationships. Yep. And I just love that part about it. I, I love it. So the the two, you know, two of the great things that happened was not just um, the majority of the members of my teams. I can't say everybody. There were some folks that just at whatever stage of life they're in, you know, this was just something that made it so, yep. I don't like online. I'm not doing that my thing. I'm just fine. It's like, okay. All right. But the reality is, is the, the, the businesses that say, you know what, I'm going to make it a point to learn how to be personable online. I'm going to yep. make it a point to invest two hours a week into doing some online connecting with people just to connect but then to follow up, like to do something for that person. Because I always think that the two things that we need to do is touch somebody and then give them something, drop something right into their lap that is directly from you, that, you know, a new introduction to somebody else, whatever it is. When you can do something tangible yep. for the person, they recognize that you're somebody that has the ability to kind of create opportunities. Yeah. And that's the whole motto, right? Yeah. And, you, you know me, I'm preaching the value of trust in this moment more so than any other um, attribute as being the thing that everyone's looking for. So if I'm getting the opportunity to grow my trust with a community of people, what you're really giving me is the chance to practice that skill, which is what we all really need. The other piece of this that I think is really interesting, I think you have a very unique opportunity to share your viewpoint on this because of the frequency with which you're having to do these meetings is what are you starting to witness from a transformation perspective 
that you can point other people towards to say, if you're going to have to be on Zoom a lot, mm. here are some of the skills you probably want to sharpen. What, sure. what are you seeing? Yeah, so I think that there's people that need to recognize that there, there really shouldn't be any difference between um, you know, attending the online SiriusNet meeting versus my in-person meetings. Um, you wouldn't fall asleep in your chair during the in-person meeting. You, know, you wouldn't be sitting there at your laptop doing a bunch of work with your headphones on. You know, be present, right? Mm-hmm. So being present, being there all the way through the meeting, it's it's still a fast hour to meet, Roger. Mm-hmm. You know, I always marveled, like, at the end of a year, I would go, oh, my gosh, I just did another 220 one-hour meetings this year. Or, I, like, this year, I'll have finished, like, 181-hour meetings. Being fully engaged is something people need to really be mindful of. The people that, like, I just, I have some groups that I had some people that, like, throwing the heart emoji in their box, you know, <laughs> throwing the thumbs up, the celebration one. They're, ch- they're chatting, hey, that's such great news, I'm so proud of you. Or they're putting uh, links in the, the chat, hey, here's my new podcast. You know, the people that are engaged... There, it's it's almost like you could even have over-engagement, really. A yeah. person could be over-engaged. Like, if you're trying to respond <laughs> and chat to everything, you might miss what somebody else says. So that's, like, the yeah. same thing that's true with in-person. Give your best attention. And the, the people that are doing that are just, you know, doing incredibly well. And I have, I have a realtor in my Canton group. His name's Scott Shea. Um, he, he was a, a realtor that joined the group and I had a decision to make because he wasn't the only realtor that submitted the application uh. at the same time. I just had this sense about Scott that he was that he really understood relationships, whereas the other guy was a little flashy. You know, it's like, oh, you, you guys should be lucky to have me in mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm where Scott was more, you know, a good listener and provided some thoughtful feedback. So I went with the underdog. I went with the guy that maybe other people at first glance would say, are you kidding me? This guy's like a million-dollar producer every month, you know, sure. $12 million producer every day. Can he produce authentic relationships? Because right. that's what I'm looking for. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, if he's getting that volume through buying leads and call centers and everything else, that's not the same. So Scott, um, Scott and I had uh, a meeting. We stayed after our CirrusNet Canton meeting, and him and I stayed on the call, and we talked for maybe another 40 minutes or so. And he's been involved in the other two organizations in Michigan, you know, the, the Shmi and I and the LBN, um, which neither of, neither of which I have a problem with. I'm, I'm glad they exist. There's a lot of help that's happening, you know, in the referral space. But Scott's had an opportunity to be in those other organizations and then also kind of compare how's it gone for him, not just emotionally, but how's it gone for him dollars and cents wise right. being in CirrusNet versus all those years and those other ones? Because yep. let me tell you, they were years invested in those other ones. And he says it doesn't even touch close, not even close. And he appreciated how I just jumped right into Zoom and led, kept my chin up, smiled, made it a positive meeting, made it that, that place everybody can go to where you know if you're going to go to your CirrusNet meeting today, you're probably going to be pumped up when the meeting's over. Right, right. <laughs> Unless you're really, you know, but yep. most people are. Most yeah. people are. They're pumped up. And, and even though we're on an online call, they're happy to see each other's faces. Right, and totally. And so I always tell people, you know, our formula now is all the meetings are online. I'm not doing in-person meetings ever again. I'm not. They're all online. But what I am doing to feed the need to be in each other's presence is offering quarterly get-togethers, whether they're a breakfast or a happy hour 
or a picnic or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll keep those spaces because it is, I think that being in somebody's presence is the official dotting of the I and crossing of the T of the relationship. That's so, it's so true now that having a moment on the calendar to look forward to has risen in popularity in ways that none of us ever thought would be true. The energy when we are granted that gift to be in each other's presence is unreal. And it will be something else post-vaccine to see again now how what's happened here changes and how it goes back to whatever it was before. Because some of this is not going away. No. And the fact that you're sort of saying like, I pivoted my entire business model to an online strategy because whether there's a vaccine or not, Steve recognizes the value. I saved everybody minimum of 30 hours a year of drive time, which can be redeployed into those individual relationships. There's no reason a group of people can't get to it. My my Canton group missed being in each other's presence so much that they had a picnic (laughs) at a park in Canton. Stephen, the financial advisor, uh, made a pizza party for them. (laughs) And about nine or ten showed up, and they enjoyed pizza together the hour before the Canton meeting, and they all zoomed in on their phones or laptops from there, and they attended the meeting from the park, and the other members were online. We all ran the meeting. Yeah, I just have had so many members go, oh my gosh, I did, I just realized that if this would have been an in-person meeting, I wouldn't have been able to be there today. I can record Spotlight speakers now. I record all of the Spotlight presentations for my teams, and I send a recap email after every team meeting that has the recording of the presenter, that has little notes of who the visitors were, what happened at the meeting today, when are the next ones. Uh, so, so you've evolved the value proposition of what you do for your members to better reflect the situation, which is exactly what any business owner <laughs> should be doing in this instance. And yeah. for me, you know, talking to you, but more so for the people listening, it's every one of us is having to reimagine at least some part of what we're doing. Absolutely. Why I thought it would be valuable to bring you on is you've... You've had to. You had no choice. Yeah. You were forced to do this because your your very livelihood was on the line yes, again. Correct. Here you were saying, like, I'm not going to let this get the best of me. Yeah. I've been down this road before. I know what this feels like. Yeah. I can be uncomfortable yeah. and be comfortable with that discomfort and allow myself the opportunity to have the courage to say, the hell with it. I'm going online. Yep. Because there are other folks that are in the similar situation to you doing almost the exact same thing you're doing who have chosen to do the exact opposite of that to perhaps their detriment. Not without hiccups, you know, not without hiccups. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the members of my teams are just have been so awesome. They really have. I, I feel like I've, I've been, uh, I've had affirmations just because I'm getting good vibes, good feelings for people, still hearing great comments, still hearing about referral success stories all happening during the pandemic. Um, So I really appreciate being in an opportunity to hold some positive things in a person's life. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, everything else we've done, we're not doing. We're still doing CirrusNet. We're still doing networking, right? We're still staying connected. We're still, we didn't lose that because of CirrusNet. A lot of other, a lot of other places don't have that same ability mm-hmm. to keep people together. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm, I'm blessed because of it. I absolutely, I love doing this. I, so, you know, you asked a question about how do people get good at doing this? You know, passing referrals, um, talking about referrals that you're getting from other members of the group during member minutes. Um, it's really interesting. We used to have these little paper slips we would fill out at the meetings and pass around if you had a referral for somebody, and now that's all being done online. And yet, you know, people are creatures of habit. So I've been able to get enough enough people to use the website to pass referrals where every day I'm getting notifications that referrals are happening. If I, I don't I don't want to hold just a space for people to get together and socialize. People it's got to be that per, there's got to be the productivity. There's mm-hmm. got to be productivity. Yeah. Um, I just won't that that's like the baseline for me. And so, you know, virtually all of my teams are, are doing well. Um, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And right now, too, I'm also in the process of trying to plant the, uh, the Arizona Cirrus Net Seed, uh, launching an online team over there because I'll be spending a lot of time in Arizona come September next year. So that was the, where I was going to take you next is sort of like, okay, so I'm listening to this. I'm faced with how do I create a repeatable process online to allow myself to move some disrupted part of my company towards something that I can turn back into a revenue stream. Where are you taking this thing? Yeah. Because I think anybody who hears that you've already been able to do it will want to know like, all right, so then once I do that, then what do I do? Like, what's the next stage? So CirrusNet, the the evolution of CirrusNet is that we're offering multiple platforms for people to network. Um, some facilitators will probably go right back to in-person meetings at the opportunity that they can. And if that works for them and that works for their teams, amen. That's awesome. Some facilitators are doing hybrid meetings where they offer an in-person experience and then there's a big screen with people zoomed in. So you've got live and in-person. Yep. I'm not smart enough to do that. So, uh, so I just, I kept it very simple. I don't want to offer too many things because then people don't know what's next. I just, here's what it is. And I'm going to be the best at doing this. So I'm going to be online. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that the teams that I'm running here in Michigan will continue to want me to be their facilitator. Cause quite honestly, has it really mattered where I do this from? Right. You know, so long as I'm doing the work, so long as I'm providing the framework, so long as I'm providing the motivation, the insight, all the things I've always done, yep. I could do this from the moon. Right. I might do it one day. <laughs> so, so but, but again, the in-person really is important. So, you know, I'm moving to Arizona next September, uh, but I'll be coming back, you know, for quarterlies. We're looking uh, at doing Referraltopia as an online experience, like the master, master, master networking event ever. I mean, you and I were talking about it before this interview. Um, Referraltopia, too, I think, could just be amazing, what it's going to achieve. Yeah. uh, And that's online. But I, you know, I'm one of these people that I don't ever just jump at the gun at doing something. Um, I like to really think things through because I don't want to do something that fails or sucks. Want to do something that people feel good about, that they're proud of, that they're proud to be affiliated with. Um, but in the future, um, Referraltopia, when it can be an in-person experience, makes sense to be right. Mm-hmm. Bringing all the entire Michigan community together in person yep. for a day of sharing. 
there could be two referral topias. There could be a referral topia in-person event and then an online one as well, too. Yep. So, you know, this has just created more opportunities. If you're a person, and again, my whole motto for my business is creating opportunities. So, you know, again, forced invention, forced innovation. And I wanted to mention one other thing, too, that I've noticed has been different about me um, this year, and that's I, I tend to have... A, I tend to want to be reaching to listen to content from people I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm like everybody else. I've got my YouTubers that I listen to and other things, but the amount of time I'm listening and doing those things has really kind of gone down quite a bit. And my listens and my looks have gone to people that I know in Cirrus. Now, like I love listening to this. So you're in sales. I've listened to all your podcasts, ah. I believe. <laughs> um, I, I, Listen to them on walks. I, I get jacked up at your intro. I mean, just, I just love it. You know, it's great learning from each other. So what I've learned is that, uh, you know, so Zoom and the online technology, people always thought about that as only being relevant when you're going, again, a vast distance to yeah. see each other. Well, let's just do it online. But to use an online tool to keep local people together is even more brilliant because now those businesses that used to say, geez, I'd like to be in a group, but I just can't justify the time it would take me to pack up, get my office set, leave, get in the car, go drive the meeting, got to figure out lunch, got to get back. <laughs> I just can't do that. Um, if it was just the hour, then I could do it. Yeah. Like, well, guess what? Here you go. Yep. <laughs> it's just an hour now. Just an hour. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the, the, the idea that you could make, you know, SiriusNet has the opportunity to be a nationwide organization. Um you're, you're only one guy and that would be really hard to try to do um, to that scale. But the idea of hyper local, deep relationships tied to periodic in-person celebrations yeah. is a universal concept. It's, yeah. And by fostering the community to allow those relationships to deepen, you're really at the flashpoint of whether those connections can exist in the way that they do right and that's the beauty of it to me so it'll be exciting to watch but i almost feel like i'm a a host of a tv show almost because we're all seeing each other on a screen so i've got to be more animated my toolboxes have all been reinvented to be powerpoints and things that are more visual when we get the right people in the chair you know doing this stuff like you know doug moffett and wendy and, and others that are doing great work um it's really inspiring. It's really inspiring to see that. Yeah. Well, it's it's fun for me that we got this chance to touch because almost like a, a milestone marker. So we'll endeavor to try to do these at these intervals so that we can see what's happened with the growth of the organization and what's gone on. Thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Well, there you have it. I really enjoyed talking with Steve. I've never in my encounters and interviews, seen someone so resilient and willing to recast the things that he does to earn a living in ways that are a better reflection of what is a continuously involving business environment. And it's really heartwarming and inspiring in a lot of ways to me personally to listen to Steve just lay out for all of you the ways that he's been able to refashion things to allow what used to happen in person to move online in a sufficient sufficiently meaningful enough way that people 
were willing to come along for that transition, even when the technology that they were using was somewhat uncomfortable. It just is a testament to the trust that Steve has been able to build amongst and between the people within these referral teams. And I have said on more than one occasion during the pandemic that one of the things I think all of us as business owners and entrepreneurs need to consider when we're looking at the team of people that we have at our disposal from a professional services perspective, you know, you really would be wise to add a couple new maybe previously not present parts of your team. I would say a business coach of some sort, somebody can hold you accountable to outcomes, and then a referral team. People who are willing to allow you the opportunity to spend time practicing what it is that you need to say about your organization and finding reference points and referral opportunities for you based on what it is that you tell them on 30 some odd weeks out of the year. It's just tremendously valuable and I would strongly recommend it. Keep up the good fight, everybody. Congratulations on making it through to 2020. And if you're sharpening your axe for 2021, I say cheers to you and bravo.